This is the KFDM Morning Podcast from the most watched news team in Southeast Texas. Investigators are trying to determine how a fire started that killed a man and woman in Port Arthur. Firefighters responded to a home at about 2.30 Sunday morning in the 4100 block of Griffin Drive. They found the woman's body outside of the house and the man's body inside the home. When firefighters arrived, there were heavy flames coming from the living room and back bedroom. Justice of the Peace Tom Gillum III has ordered autopsies. Port Arthur Fire Marshal is investigating the cause of the fire. You can stay with KFDM for any updates. Photographer LD Ray captured this video for us. A frightening situation for a Jasper man who went to bed, then was shot when a bullet came through his window. Shooting happened shortly after 2 a.m. Saturday at a home in the 100 block of Parker Drive in the southeast side of Jasper. Police say 65-year-old Elvin Dean Land was in bed when a bullet came through his window. He suffered an injury to his arm and paramedics took him to the Christus Jasper Memorial Hospital for treatment. This story comes to us through our media partner, KGS Radio. An 18-year-old Jasper High School senior is out of jail after posting bond on charges of attacking and injuring a teacher. Jasper County Sheriff's Office tells KFDM 18-year-old Jordan Lee is charged with injury to the elderly and assault of a public servant. A Justice of the Peace set bond at $20,000 on each charge. If convicted of the third-degree felonies, Lee could face the possibility of 2 to 10 years in prison. Investigators say Lee attacked and assaulted a 67-year-old English teacher at Jasper High School. Lee surrendered on Wednesday and was booked into jail, but she has been released on bond. Storms have battered Southeast Texas for many years, causing a lot of damage that people are still recovering from. Good news though, millions of dollars in disaster recovery funds are headed to our area. Cindy Ferguson reports on how this new wave of cash will help. The state of Texas is awarding Orange County an additional $2 million to aid storm recovery. We're back today bringing millions more in flood mitigation projects so that we can protect those structures that we're building. The money will be used for street repairs and improved drainage. Many ditches in Orange County will be lined with concrete to allow for better water flow. A lot of our ditches in this area are, are, are you know, earthen ditches. We have to make sure that, uh, that our drainage uh, can move that water to where it needs to be so it doesn't get into our homes. Orange County has weathered three gulf storms, two tornadoes, and a winter storm in the past six years. Over 12,000 homes have been built or repaired in Southeast Texas since the devastation. We have been impacted quite a bit. Every organization that works in some sort of a capacity of disaster, we, we have collaborated together and been able to rebuild our community together. Past recovery funds have been used to elevate homes away from water. This house has been elevated and rebuilt. The owner lost everything in the storms and has waited three years for a new home. We've done a lot of these elevation homes and rebuild of homes. And when you go to these people and you see the excitement on their you know, face whenever they're getting a new home or getting their home out of harm's way, it's, it, it makes you feel good. The road to recovery has been long, but the county has made strides. And we're a long way from where we would like to be, but we're way better off than we were 10 years ago. And now has the money to fund more small steps forward. Reporting in Orange, Sydney Ferguson. Orange County is just one of the entities that was awarded funds. Five cities received money as well. Altogether, the region was awarded $11 million. The city of Orange right now is working on several projects to improve the quality of life. One of these improvements is already complete. It's the Riverside Pavilion. A new drainage system has been installed to keep water away from the pavilion and make it easier to walk through the area. 
The city hopes to improve the experience residents have at events there. The project took 12, two months to finish and is a part of a series of infrastructure projects in Orange, which also include improvements to Cooper's Gully, the installation of butterfly benches at City Hall, and the repavement of the parking lot at Lyon City Park. We recently received a grant from uh, Sabine River Authority to help us with some drainage. Uh, they're also helping us build a, a uh, floating dock out here at this park that's underway right now. The Riverside Pavilion project costs $250,000. Phase two of the Cooper Scully project is projected to begin in 2024. In Port Arthur, students got the chance to learn about aeronautics and other science careers. Port Arthur Library presented STEAM Day. The focus was on science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. Children had a chance to take part in activities and hear from speakers who discuss engineering. There was also a NASA ambassador who spoke about space exploration. Children learned about water system and purification. Honestly, kids learn by project base better than really pencil and paper. So, and we're in the technology era. So today is all about let's instruct our kids and expose them to project based type learning. STEAM events are also designed to help foster creativity and critical thinking. LD Ray captured that video for us. Finally this morning, an Australian father has pushed his way into record history. Lucas Helmke has set a new world record after he completed more than 3,206 push-ups in just one hour. If you're trying to do the math, that comes out to almost one push-up a second. The 33-year-old pulled off the feet at his gym in November, but Helmke says he was recently informed that the record had been approved. He told Guinness World Records that it took him two to three years to build up the physical strength. He also says that he wanted to inspire his one-year-old son by showing him that nothing is impossible. Previous push-up record was set last April by another Australian, Daniel Scally, who had completed 3,182 push-ups. I have no. to be honest, I can't even do one. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty impressive two to four years, though, to build, build up, up the strength. strength. Yeah. I have to imagine a push-up a second. I don't even Ugh. know how. We needed a video of that. It was just pictures. Yes, but my arms would be jelly. My arms hurt about, just thinking about it. After about five minutes. Yeah, five minutes, yeah. you're done. Exactly. <laughs> and now your daily forecast from the KFDM Weather Authority. Taking a look out at Port Natchez Park under a mostly clear sky and a little bit of a breeze. We're looking at 54 degrees right now. North northwest winds at two. Relative humidity is at 76%. Really a pretty comfortable start to the morning. The perfect morning to maybe enjoy that cup of coffee out on the back porch. At Groves Fire Department, they're at 55 right now with a calm wind. Relative humidity is at 72%. And as we make one more stop this morning, we'll head up to Southern Nurseries in Silsby on the Market Basket Weather Net. They're down to 48 degrees there right now. And again, the winds fairly light this morning. Temperature wise, look at Burkeville, 41 degrees, 44 at Beach Grove and at Colmenil. Some of these blue shading areas, those are probably temperatures that have dipped into the upper 30s. Warren's at 45, Fred's at 47, Silsby's at 47, and we've got Deweyville checking in at 46. Into the Triangle, LCM is at 44, Vider Junior High at 47, 49 at Westbrook, China and Endeavors, while Taylor Landing checks in at 51 degrees. There's your satellite imagery, mostly clear skies behind the front that came through Saturday night and boy did it come through loud and proud. We had not only showers and thunderstorms with some heavy rain, but some very large hail. 
up to softball and baseball size hail across parts of Hardin County. In mid and south county, it was mainly P to golf ball size hail. So again, some pretty loud storms that came through overnight or during the early evening hours on Saturday. Behind it, high pressure is built in, and that's going to keep things fairly quiet today and even really tomorrow, even though we'll see a small chance of rain. Another storm system pushing into the Pacific Northwest that could have an impact on us as we head towards Friday. So this morning, look at that pretty darn quiet out there. Winds start to turn towards the east and eventually the southeast by late in the day. We'll start to see a little bit of cloud cover coming into the area by tomorrow morning. We'll call it a partly cloudy sky and then during the afternoon we'll go with maybe a 20% coverage of showers really pretty small overall. But again, partly cloudy skies and again that'll be the case as we go from Tuesday night into Wednesday as well. So here's your look at your next weather maker. The big story on Friday will be another cold front pushing in low pressure working across the upper Midwest. That'll bring in another round of some showers and storms on the backside. It does look like it'll be pretty quiet at least for Saturday before maybe seeing this area of low pressure here kind of impacting us as we head towards Sunday. It's all still kind of up in the air and the models are really certainly not concise on any one solution. So we'll have to kind of play it out as we work through the next several days. In the meantime, we're going to go with a 20% coverage tomorrow and Thursday, 60% coverage of showers and storms for your Friday. And then again, pretty quiet for the first part of the weekend. Your forecast today, lots of sunshine, middle and upper 70s for your afternoon highs. Winds this afternoon will be turning towards the southeast late in the day. 77 Beaumont, Port Arthur and Orange, 76 in Deweyville and 75 this afternoon in Anahuac. Here's your extended forecast over the next seven days brought to you by Philpot Ford. Temperatures are going to slowly increase. We'll be into the lower 80s for the second half of the week, but that cold front on Friday does knock us down a little bit as we head into the weekend. And you talk about sitting outside this morning, maybe enjoying a cup of coffee mm -hmm. on the back porch. Today would be the day for it if you have some time. Oh yeah, absolutely. It is very nice out there. Thanks for listening and join us again tomorrow for the KFDM News Podcast.